What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 74. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. The Muffin Mon, and today I'm joined by Mr. Physical Copy himself, Ethan. How you doing? Doing fantastic, Kev. How you doing, man? I'm great. I'm super. I was looking forward to this all week. Tell you yeah, what. excited. Super pumped, and we just did our Batman spoiler cast. Like, everything's great right now. Um, but, guys... You might notice the panel is a little, uh, little unfilled out. Uh, but we have a special guest to make up for it, and I think he takes the place of the other three just fine. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> you know, listen. When I was on Iron Lords, Cog said I make fun of the panel, and I do. I make fun of you guys. So, Absolutely. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you have already seen him. But for our audio listeners, we have a special guest today. He is one of the four horsemen of gaming, Lord of the Round Table. Lover of combat sports, statues, and has amazing Twitter banter. And as Cog says, the prophet of Xbox. Welcome, King David from the Iron Lords podcast. King, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, Today's like a really big day because uh, my stepdaughter is giving birth today. Ooh, wow. Wow, congratulations. That's awesome. It's dope, right? So my wife was finding out what. Uh, 12 hours in a hospital feels like it. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> so she's having a ball. And I'm just in the house just, like, running around with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's crazy. My, um, my, I'm going to go off on a little tangent, but my, when my sister had her child, she, I woke up one morning, went to watch a soccer game, and she was laying on the couch, writhing in pain, right? Oh She's God. like, I need to go to the hospital. I think I got gallstones or something. I'm Ooh, like, no. I was like, my brother, I was like, Kyle had gallstones, my brother. I was like, he, that's exactly what he looked like. So she she went, and then 12, like 12 hours later, I get a phone call, you're an uncle. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know she was pregnant. <laughs> what do you mean? So yeah, she had a surprise baby that she thought was gallstones. What? That's nuts. Yeah. That's <laughs> absolute nuts. Could you imagine going to the doctor and coming home with a little you? Like, <laughs> Kevin just gets home. Who's that? <laughs> what what the hell? Hell? Roommate. <laughs> <laughs> roommate. Yeah, so uh, crazy stuff going on, but uh we're we're an Xbox <laughs> podcast, guys. So remember, if you like the show, we are live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we post every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time on all your favorite podcast services. While you're over there, please drop us a review, rate us on Apple or Spotify. It really does help us grow. If you leave us a five-star rating on Apple, we'll read it live on the show. And you guys have been slacking lately, so we're almost to 30. So how about you, you know, head on over there, drop us a, a review, and then I'll read your name and you can feel good about yourself. Uh, if you want to... <laughs> instant gratification that's right yes, yes. <laughs> if you want to interact with us more join our discord uh i can treat you just like i am right now but to your face um, <laughs> oh my god and if you want early access to all our content because why wouldn't you head over to patreon.com slash project x stock and for one dollar a month you can get all our content early plus the patreon shout out so shout out to bucky blue and hopple for supporting us we appreciate you guys so much uh, and that's housekeeping out of the way, guys. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> uh, a little more aggressive than usual, maybe. But yeah, what's going on with you, Kevin? I'm all riled <laughs> up. Okay? You're energy. riled up. Yeah. Energy, energy. Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. Um, but 
as we do each and every week here, we start the podcast by going around the room and asking one simple question. And that question is, what you playing? So as is custom king, I want to know what you playing. Well, can I just uh, give a quick update? Sure. So everything, every day I run to my Xbox when I get in from work and I go straight to Game Pass, right? And I knew uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was coming, but my days got shifted around and mixed up and thrown to the bushes. And I went and I saw Guardians of the Galaxy and I was like, <laughs> yes. I am so happy I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in this wait now uh, era that we're in with Game Pass, I waited and I have been just fully rewarded, but I'm playing Elden Ring. For that, yeah. I shall not wait. And um, I saw Lord Attic playing it on his stream. So I told uh, a couple of the extended family that watched the podcast, I told everybody, I said, hey, listen, guys, if y'all want to see me stream this, uh, y'all got to go to the merch store and get 10 items, right? Um, and I didn't think they was going to do it. Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 obviously, there's a lot of people in this world that wants to see me go through misery. So, yes. <laughs> Because I suck at Souls games. But this Souls game is absolutely different than any Souls games that I've ever played absolutely. before. Um, because, you know, the other Souls games was linear and they had a little branching paths that were, you know, like they gave you the illusion that you can go anywhere. But usually you just you have to face that boss in front of you. If you want to advance, you have to do this. And that's a must. Not here. You see a boss? Run. All right, and run until you get stronger and come back with yeah. a crew and then you can handle them. And I'm screaming on live, right? Because I don't know how to activate my Ashen dudes, right? So oh, no. I'm like, but somebody, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where's my friends on Twitter, please? Because <laughs> I'm getting mangled by these bosses. And once I found out how to do those summons... I have been a literal terrorist. It's a game, game changer. <laughs> Absolutely. Because if I could get something to distract you, then I could slide behind you and then give you the pokey poke. Ain't no joke. Uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. The worst thing I did in that game, though, was I was a warrior. I became a warrior. And I see everybody that's mages and stuff are living their best lives because they can fight at a distance. Me, I have to be up close and personal and I have to parry. So that's what I'm playing right now and Destiny. Destiny. Uh, have you done the raid? No. Um, I laughed at Cog and them for doing yeah, 12 hour day one raid <laughs> because I think that's for foolish mortals. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to disrupt my Saturday in that met. First of all, my that's wife doesn't hear that. You know, Saturday's our day. So if you look mm -hmm. at my timeline, anybody that looks at my timeline on Twitter, she makes, you would think she's Gordon Ramsay, how she prepares this food. Right, I'm I'm in charge of the drinks. I've been slacking a little bit. I'm sorry, babe. Um, <laughs> I'm in charge of the drinks. So usually I make some like pina coladas. I like fruity drinks. So what? Don't judge me. I agree. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> with you. Yeah. yeah, bring the fruity back. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'll make the drinks. And if I was to tell her I'm going to be in a raid for 12 hours with absolutely no idea of what we're supposed to do, I don't like that. Yeah. So, so that's that's my equivalent of somebody saying. All right, King, um, I'm going to take you over to Jersey and drop you off in Swampland and uh, figure it out. 
<laughs> it's not fun. And no point in time should that be fun. So I watch these dudes do it and I would check in periodically and I would mm-hmm. laugh at them at their expense. But no, no, I do everything else but the rate until they learn it. And then y'all can come get me and, sh- and sherpert me through. Please, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the me. strat. <laughs> I, I, I know that life. So I played Destiny 1 a ton. Uh, I, I, I played Destiny 2 story and then I dropped off a bit. Uh, mm. Yeah, but Destiny 1, the worst, I love the raids in Destiny. So that's like mm. my favorite thing about the game. But I remember one Sherpa incident. Me and my brother, we we went on uh, looking for F- LFG on Reddit was where everyone we used to, to Sherpa up. And we're like, we'll lead you guys through the, um, oh, what was it? The, uh, uh, the, the Taken King one? Yeah, the, the Taken King. Yeah, was Taken it Oryx? One. It was Oryx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That raid. Nine hours later, and I, this is a raid. I was like, we can do this in literally thir- like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, Nine hours minutes. later, I was like, I hate every single person. Like, we're in a private, me and my brother, I turned to him, like, mute my mic and be like, I hate all of these people that we're with, with right now. Like, they are never going to get this. I This is my <laughs> whole day ruined. But we, we finally did. At one point, we were like, all right, guys, if we don't get it this run, we're leaving. Like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then we finally got it. But I, I know those painful raid experiences. It's, uh, it's so a bit w- much. Wait a second. It was you and your brother mm-hmm. sherpering four newbies? Yeah. I've never done it before. Oh, you were on drugs that day. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no, we have an absolute rule. Only one. We will only Sherpa one oh. at a time. Yes. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we can, especially this raid now, this raid now, they, they have this little token system, right? Mm-hmm. Even when you're playing the, the, the regular game, if you're doing any hard encounters, pause. Um, it's a token <laughs> system. If it's two people there, each one has a token. Yeah. They can only revive you once. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, I would never get through it. <laughs> I would, oh. I would. Nah. <laughs> so, yeah, death is not an option. And I saw them in the raid with the token system and I laughed so hard. I rolled over and I said, yeah, they're not finishing nothing today. No. <laughs> and, and they didn't. <laughs> so. Yeah, I did. Have, have they beat it since then? Have they um, tried? I'll find out on Sunday. I've All seen right. them, you know, Look like the update. Yeah, I know a couple of us, right? Because it's, it's it's a couple of tryhards and sweats in there, and I know uh, Tag did it. I know Sinister did it. Um, I know uh, uh, a couple of people have done it, probably. But um, Cog, I don't think he did it yet. <laughs> I, I think he's working too hard, and he's like, he don't need that in his life right now. So it's fair. Not during the week. It's fair. Uh, you gonna you gonna stick with Elden Ring King? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm going through. A, like, I, I, yeah, I found I found a new grace point, and it's like my my thing is I I love those games where you can be really so weak, but you can just travel the map, and if you can dip and mm-hmm. dodge good enough and get away from stuff, you can open up the map so much, and you know you can see where the really hard bosses are, and yeah, <laughs> you'll be right back. <laughs> Boom, told you. Here I am. Sorry. <laughs> I, I saw him when he clicked something. He was like, uh oh. <laughs> Internet just died. It's okay though. I'm back. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, I love those games, those those wonderment games. And that game is the epitome of absolute wonderment. It's like uh um like I was looking at ACG's um 
uh, whatchamacallit of it, uh, his review of it or mm-hmm. his uh, uh, impressions of it. And it was like a um, a Tolan's book. It's it's very Dungeon and Dragonous. Um, it feels uh, very alive. The world feels um, very organic. Uh, nothing feels absolutely forced. Everything feels like it's supposed to be like in and, and, and that's weird to say but even the vistas when you stand out on a mountain and you can reach anything that you can see as far as your eye can see you can actually reach it and it's just so alive it is weird because i never thought i would talk about a souls game in this manner because i mm-hmm. brought Sekiro and i absolutely hate it Ooh, hate it a lot of um, people did, yeah <laughs> But this game is is absolutely different. It's I understand where Attic thinks that uh, it can be game of the year, but um, I don't think a game that is cross gen um, can can win it when there's other games that will come out this year that will absolutely use and harness the power of these uh, consoles going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm like much. Starfield might have something to say about that. You know, other games might have something to say about that. So I want to see at the end of the year if this game still holds up, but I can see me making a ton of different builds and actually going in between them. So, uh, my, my brother in the chat says it's a 96 on Metacritic. Now how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> oh, one, one point, right? One point. Yeah. One point. <laughs> you showed him. Got a good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't jumped into Elden Ring yet, uh, but I'm going to throw it over to Ethan and find out what you've been playing because I know you've been playing Elden Ring. Yeah, so I've been playing a little bit of Elden Ring. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, when I rejoined King David, I made a mention about how when you see a mountain, you can go out and reach it and how incredible the open world is of this game. I mean, I, I want to make a point that this game makes me feel like it's 2006 again and I'm playing Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. I mean, this is literally how this game is making me feel. It is absolutely incredible. I can't get enough of it. I will say, though, I went way too hard at the beginning. I I started getting headaches. My hands started hurting. I played probably a solid 50 hours in the first weekend. It was addictive. Uh, So I had to take a pause this week. So uh, this week, I've been taking it low and slow. I've been playing some casual games. I've been playing a lot of Microsoft Flight Simulator with my buddy who's training to be an Air Force pilot right now. So he's all into that stuff. Uh, I've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky. They they just released a new update. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. But yeah, that game, No Man's Sky, because we had a big yep. controversy over it about, you know, broken games and how what mm-hmm. state are they in now? My opinion is, is of it is um, the Internet has uh, formed that habit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the developer and the shareholders believe at um, some point a new adopter will jump into the game. And a new adopter jumping in today doesn't have the same experience of No Man's Sky uh, when it released, when it was in its broken state. That my, is my absolutely qu- true. Yeah. My question to you is, um, if you played it in the beginning, yep. what is the overarching um, change that you saw that uh, made you go back to it? Because it's, that's you said No Man's Sky, and I'm just like, yeah, I do stuff like that too. But yeah, what made you go back? Um, the biggest thing for me was more emphasis on exploration. There was a lot of UI upgrades that really made the menu transitions easier. And there was a lot more items that you could find. There was a lot more creatures that you could find. Uh, there was a lot more missions there. There's just more to do when the game initially released, you got into the game, you were awed by the size of it. But at the end of the day, it was, there was nothing to do. 
there was no missions. There was no really journey to have. Um, so it, they've constantly been updating it, adding new features here and there. And I think with this most recent update, I mean, we're the closest we've ever been to what No Man's Sky should have been when it initially released. Um, and, and the developer has said we're nowhere near done with this game. Um, so it, it's just a game that I've consistently jumped back into every now and then because before it released, you know, I looked at it and I saw the premise of it and what they wanted to be. And I was so excited because I love space exploration games. I, I love yeah. games that are procedurally generated like that, where you can just explore infinite possibilities. Um, so just the constant updates and, and the and the continuous communication with the community. Uh, I think they've just done a really good job at kind of rehabilitating their image and rehabilitating the game itself. Um, so that's why I've constantly jumped back in to this game because I, I just think they actually care about it and they, and they really want it to become something incredible. Mm. So yeah, that, I've been playing a lot of that recently, uh, just exploring worlds, finding new plants, animals, and minerals, you know, the normal stuff with no man's sky. It's a lot of fun, but yeah, Elden ring really fun. I'm going to be playing more this weekend. Um, I'm definitely going to be playing some multiplayer because I've hit kind of a wall where I feel like my build, my current build, is just not powerful enough to get through some of these bosses that I have to get through. So I'm going to be playing a lot of multiplayer probably with Tom and uh, with Garrett if he gets online anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to jumping back into Elden Ring after this nice little break. Cool, cool. Uh, I still probably won't play it. Um, Come on. I, <laughs> you got to try. No, I, I don't. Here's what you, do. you buy it digitally because you love your digital games, even though you, you don't like owning video games. I get it. Anyways, you, you buy your digital game. You play for two hours. If you don't like it, just refund it. You're no, good. They, they won't read. The Xbox don't do that, okay? I, I bought. I never had an issue with that. I they bought, always refund my games. So if you use PayPal, they'll refund you, I'm pretty sure. But I bought FIFA 22, and that was like, this game sucks. It was broken for like the first week, and I tried to get a refund, and they were like, nope. You don't you don't get no refund. So that's I'm weird. a little yeah, really? I'm a, that's weird. Yeah, I'm a little wor I'm a little wary of uh their refund right, system. Fair but I don't need okay, listen, I don't need to buy it. I can just wait for it to come to Game Pass. Then I'll play it there. I don't know <laughs> if from software is coming to Game Pass. I don't know either, but it's I feel the like only if, hope I got. I feel like if Elden Ring's coming to Game Pass, we're gonna see some of their older titles come first. First. We're gonna see yeah. Dark Souls, we're gonna see Sekiro. Yeah. It's gonna be, you know, dipping their toes in the water to yeah. see if that's what they want to do. So yeah. possible i mean listen any souls game i've tried i haven't enjoyed so i like i'm not dropping 60 on it though this this uh, okay so i'm right with you i'm absolutely me and you are riding in the same boat we're mm -hmm. in the same canoe where you're one side paddling i'm on paddling on the other side the hell with from so if i'm getting away from the whole building yeah. elder ring is different it really is it, and you know what it is, um, because there is so many things for the casual player that can help the casual player uh, along in, in any mission. Um, but also there's if if you like um, Elder Scrolls, like mm -hmm. I'm 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 not gonna lie, it's like you remember when Elder Scrolls, like when you go to third person, you're like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go first person. Oh no, well, I played in third person. Oh, you you're did? a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Any any person I heard this place in third person is a psychopath. But they did this. Just imagine third person done right, and and that's this. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do. I do always feel like like oh, I should. I should 
you know, the, the FOMO. Like I see right. the scores, everyone's talking about it. Like it's still good. Like it came out weeks ago and everyone's still talking about it. And I'm like, right. all right, maybe, maybe there's something to this, but like, I haven't played breath of the wild yet and I'm not going to. Oh, and you know, no. the thing about Elden Ring too. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. By the yeah, way, but the thing about Elden Ring too, is that I want to make it known for people that are maybe hesitant to jump into it. The souls community. I know a lot of people look at it as maybe toxic or unwelcoming that is that couldn't be farther from the truth well i mean, I you mean go on, one of our I mean, stories might say otherwise about there's bad there's bad actors okay i'm not gonna lie but uh, i you know that's with any community but at the end of the day you go online and you look for support and there will be so many people that go out and try and help you. Yeah. If if you're stuck on a place or you can't beat a boss, there will be a hundred articles written about how to fight this boss and tips and tricks. Go on Reddit, go on the Elden Ring Reddit. There's people <laughs> always posting tips and tricks on how to do things. I mean, this this community is really tight knit. They Dude, they love each other and they they want to help each other out play these games. I got a OP. Okay, so my I'm only level 15. Okay. Right? Oh wow. Yeah, I'm cracked. Right, <laughs> absolutely. I have one of the most. You know the dude when you go to the round table, and he's in the skeleton suit. Yeah, yeah. I got it. You got that skeleton suit? Yeah, at level fifteen. Get out of here! No, you I'm didn't. dead serious. I just posted it. I'm dead serious. I just posted it. That don't no make cap. no sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? Well, um, I found this wonderful dude on YouTube who will tell you how to travel places at a low level and I, I'm, I traveled I, I got my swords and I got my little uh my little band of uh mischief um and they tell you where to get ashens from to help you yo I'm I, I should not be doing the stuff that I'm doing and where I'm at but I beat I beat five bosses at a level 15 and I didn't know that I was supposed to go and level up and just put it on vitality because that's what a lot of dudes do. Yeah. I kept putting it on strength. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a super Great. glass cannon. <laughs> like, I'll hit you, and then he'll just bash me in the head. I'm just like, you died. <laughs> and then I didn't know you were supposed to go pick your stuff up. Right? So yeah. I saw the same boss before, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay right there. I said, what's that glowing in the field? And I walked over to it. It was like, retrieve your items. I said, yo, the gods have smiled on me. Because when they when they kill you, all your money goes away. Yeah. It's all <laughs> so gone. Yeah, they knock your you coins have. out your pocket like Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like Diablo 2 where I have to go get my body? Yes. Yeah, okay. basically. Yes. But it's really not that no. difficult to do it as compared to other Souls games. Because you can just jump on your horse charge in grab it and run away that's, and that's the wonderful thing about the open world it's just get the hell out of there you know this is is it's i'm i i know if if you like elder scrolls mm -hmm. and if you if you like me and you put hundreds of hours in that game you was mm -hmm. fighting dragons when you weren't supposed to yep um <laughs> yes, me with poison arrows from the back taking 12 <laughs> hours to kill the yes <laughs> just because you want dragon skill armor yep. um you're gonna love it you're gonna absolutely love it mm. I mean, the chat's agreeing with you. Javier uh, Rivera says, I didn't like Dark Souls, but Elden Ring is different. Super addicting if you like Elder Scrolls. Yep. Uh, or Dark Souls, by the way, was the first word I meant. Uh, you're going to like Elden Ring. So he's echoing yep. those sentiments. So 
maybe I maybe I bite the bullet and and just give it a go. Um, Don't think it's going to be any more forgiving than any other Souls type game. It's now, still hard okay, as hell. Okay. So, so <laughs> if, but, I, if if I get it, can you guys like come and help me and like yes. just, just I would bring love me to along? do that. That'd be so fun. They they will teach you how to make a bent finger, and you got to wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game is absolutely creepy. Right? It's, so it's, it's stuff that it does. And and, and it's weird old stuff and yeah, it's cool, yeah. but it has its own little mystique and lore to it that makes it unique. And I think that uniqueness, uh, people fall in love with it. Yes. Some of the characters are just weirdo dudes. One guy has like a little baby that's on it with a little baby head. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, I don't and like, like that at all. Is the baby head gonna talk? Like, <laughs> it is one of the most mysterious games I've ever yes. played, and that mystique really just engages you into the game. And like, what am I gonna find around the corner? That's yes. what I'm constantly thinking about. Is like, what the hell is coming next? Because I don't know what this game's gonna throw at me. That's my favorite thing about this game. Yes, absolutely. Dope. Okay. Well, I'm I'll, I'm considering it more now than than I was before. Uh, yeah. I got to finish up some other stuff. Uh, we got some Ruben Almighty's in the chat. Nice to see you. Thanks for showing up. Uh, many people don't like Dark Souls, but are all playing Elden Ring. That's true. My yeah. timeline is nothing but Elden Ring constantly these days. Um, I'll round out our what you playing section. I played three games this week. One is called Fury. Uh, this is a game from like 2016 from the Game Bakers. And I only played this game. So after we finished last week's show, I got on Discord. I was chatting with our friend Sean Capri over there uh, at, at Yumi Capri and, and the Xbox Drive and all that. And he was like talking about Fury. And I was like, I don't know what this game is. And he was like, you never played Fury? And then I was like, nah. So one of his Discord members sent me a link to find Steam deals. And the game was like $5. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out for 5 bucks." I beat that game that night because it's like three hours long. <laughs> um it's a bullet hell type game and let me tell you i could not do the difficulty that they want me to do i was like this is way too difficult so i i I lost enough and then dropped it down and then i beat it but it was a really fun game uh really good i like the art style of the game bakers they always have that um if you've seen the game haven it's on game pass it's one i yeah it's kind of that similar uh, art style they got going on over there but it's just really pretty um and and there was a twist at the end that I, I liked a lot. So I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's it's just it's like nine battles. It's just boss battles. It's a oh. boss rush bullet bullet hell. So it's a very quick game, uh, a lot of replayability to try to get like higher scores and stuff. But the soundtrack, man, the soundtrack to this game slaps so hard. It's like one of those where, like you're working out the gym and you want to put on like yeah. oh, there's some there's some bangers in this game that Nothing you gotta, you gotta than a good put on. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah is is really good um other than that i've played guardians of the galaxy game oh, pass yes. yeah i'm on chapter three like so happy so you're far. finally playing that i, I so like it happy. so far uh combat yes. is 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 all right uh star lord likes to shoot behind him so like he'll hold his arms behind him and just fire <laughs> and i was like i don't know if this animation is like fully completed <laughs> uh but the actual interaction between the characters is hilarious like there have been multiple times where i just laugh out loud at what's going on so uh i'm liking it so far I'm gonna keep playing that but the game i put the most time into triangle strategy oh yeah yeah i heard about this yeah so this game's fantastic. Uh, I beat this game. I got it Friday. 
I, I beat it this week. Um, there's four playthroughs. There's four endings, but I'm, sure. I'm only going to do one. Like, I'm happy with the ending I got. I don't know. I don't got another hundred hours to replay three times. Um, <laughs> so what I love about this game is like, first of all, it's beautiful. It's got that 2d HD, uh, like Octopath Traveler look to it, yeah. but it's a, it's a strategy game. And the battles are like so much way more complicated than a fire emblem strategy game. Like where you just have a battlefield and you walk towards, yeah. you can, there's one character in this game. Uh, he's a blacksmith. He has abilities to make ladders and put them up on buildings. And then you can climb up the building. And then you got your archer up there sniping down at people. Because cool. that increases their range. Yeah. Yet, this game just has a lot of verticality, which I wasn't expecting. There's a bunch of, like, hidden little details, like, in the combat. Like that, where you can freeze the land and it makes people walking across the ice slower. You can light it on fire. It's just a whole bunch of, like mixing and i have a i have a priestess she can make it rain and then my lightning does more damage so it's mm. like you can really strategize combo it's really cool yeah it's great um but what what i think sets us apart is the story is really good it's like a political drama almost it's like game of thrones uh mm. is kind of how i'm feeling about it there's like three nations fighting each other for salt which is like the stupidest thing ever like well, it's salt you're fighting over seasoning here you're killing uh, hey, thousands yeah, of people. they used to do it back salt? in the day yeah, yeah. Right? That, that was a big commodity <laughs> yeah like yeah like one nation is super like religious and then the other two aren't and they just all go into <laughs> yeah they all go into to combat with each other but throughout the game uh, certain chapters you have decisions to make and you have to basically convince your party members that like what you want to do is the right thing to do so you can either you know hey we're gonna burn down my whole town to fight off the enemies but displace thousands of our villagers or you know we're just gonna give up our friend and send him, sentence him to death so you just have to like make <laughs> you have to make these decisions god damn no you, these that's like one of the easiest that's like one of the easy decisions easy in my decision, opinion. Yeah, yeah yeah like um but like no. gets, <laughs> that's, that's my only friend no. <laughs> to war <laughs> it, it gets it, it gets harder that's especially when they add in three options because there's there's like three main endings and there's the golden route but the golden route you need like certain stuff but once they add in three, you're like, oh, my God, who do I choose? And it was always between, like, two characters for me because the third one, I was like, I don't like you at all. Like, you can just go <laughs> off to the side here. Uh, I'm not listening to what you say. I'm, I'm over here, my girl and my best friend. We're trying to figure out which who, who I'm signing with in this game, all right? Um, but, yeah, this I, I think it's a great, great decision. Like, you got to explore, talk to people, and figure out, like, get information to actually make your decisions and then convince people that like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm the right person to lead yeah. us into this, this war. Um, yeah, I can't. I've, I've heard great things about it, especially um, because, you know, you, you tend to look around and see what everybody's playing. And I just kept hearing it, triangle strategies, triangle. I'm like, mm -hmm. what? 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 And yeah. So my curiosity is peaked. I do want to make it known that your brother called you out, Kev, saying you've never watched Game of Thrones. No, I, I haven't. But I know, I know, it's like Game of Thrones. All right. Well, after like 15 seasons, he was like, "I'm not jumping in." <laughs> <laughs> to hell with that rabbit hole. <laughs> so I, I saw some of the episodes. Okay, I saw the Red Wedding. Uh, I rewatched all of Game of Thrones in two weeks last year. <laughs> you can do it. 
I absolutely loved it. I can't get enough of it. You Bro, gotta I watch it. I, 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 I did that like The Sopranos every episode. The Sopranos, yeah. And I'm so happy how Netflix does their series. Mm-hmm. Drop them all to you and let you mm-hmm. watch it. Yep. That waiting every Sunday it. until 9 p.m. and then you're sitting there with the mm, oh HBO. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Let's get to it. <laughs> and then you got to wait till next week, like when when um the mountain, when that dude had the mountain beat and he just grabbed him and popped his eyeballs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he had the fight won, he and did. he wanted to gloat like what? And when he did what he did to him, <laughs> I said, "You deserve it. You deserve every because the damn. fight was over, and that was it." <laughs> Oh my god. You, you know what show uh, I love the comments Spar- Spartacus. Have you ever watched yes. that show? Yeah. My dad loved that. I was growing up. I was like it's a good dad uh, show, yeah. I was 12 <laughs> and he's like I love this show just because like it's it's gory and people get naked in it. And I was like dad. Every, oh god, every dad, episode stop did it. sex. Every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode for real though. But, uh, I'd watch that with my dad. It was a, gr- a great show. <laughs> he said sit down, son. Sit. <laughs> Let me show you something. <laughs> We're going to get maids and then sit just just sit and teach you how to fight in the yard. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, but no, if you, if you, if that, Ethan, I know you played the demo, but I, I would recommend yeah. Triangle Strategy. If that's, and I really cool. enjoyed the demo. I really did. But honestly, it's like there's too much going on this month with games. Right. I, I don't Absolutely. know if I want to make time for this because we got Tiny Tina's Wonderland coming out. We got Kirby coming out on the Switch. I got to play yeah. through that whole game. You know, I got a lot to do. I got mm-hmm. a lot on my plate. I, I think eventually I'll get to it though. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make my report later on this year for sure all right great i want to just compare i I tweeted this at attic but i was like i want to compare notes with someone i'll be like did you did you kill your best friend or did you uh oh your attic attic is an absolute uh nut with that yeah 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 so i just want to compare with people like i keep asking but like nobody's nobody i know has finished it yet so i'm just like yeah yeah he did he did did, yeah yeah he probably finished it that same weekend Whenever he started, he's out of, he's absolutely a maniac. Out of control. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I've been playing, guys. Um, before we get into the news, uh, King, you are the guest, and as we are an yes. Xbox podcast, I gotta gotta ask you some questions. Uh, what was your first Xbox, and what's your favorite Xbox franchise? <laughs> what was my first, the first one? <laughs> oh, gee, yeah, I, was, nice. I was in I was in Times Square when it when when Bill you Gates were in Times Square when it yeah launched. they got footage of uh, some of the Channel Five dudes there. That is yeah. really cool. We were That's there, awesome. We, we from from everything like um listen, I'm old enough to have uh, uh Vetrex um of every console that has ever been made. I've had it so yeah um but what's my favorite Xbox franchise? I would say Halo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the one who actually started it all. Absolutely. We was in um EB Games and I was uh using a big Duke controller and we went to a dark area and it was like hit this the white button for the light to come on. And that moment they was like, My money was already my money was gone anyway. But that moment, I knew my money was gone. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's absolutely leaving my wallet right now. Because it was like, well, you could put down $100. <clears throat> and I said, no, I'm, I'm paying for the game. 
I'm, I'm the console, and I want every game that comes out at launch. So yeah. whatever wow. games it was, it was like <laughs> I, I left the store with everything and an extra controller. <laughs> like I had somebody to play with. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the habit of that. I'm so used to couch co-op mm-hmm. that I buy an extra controller. Uh, you yeah. got to be prepared. I, 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 I was, that dual sense getting a lot of use, sir. No, it's not. Um, it's just, this dual sense is sitting right here because that's the extra control. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said about couch co-op, though. You may only yes. have one or two experiences a year with couch co-op, but they are some of the greatest experiences not of your gaming life. Mm, not, <laughs> no, like I, I, I have things. If you knock it over, I'm taking your mortgage. So, <laughs> not gonna happen. You're not coming over here hanging out. No. Um. <clears throat> But um, we do have Xbox Live. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the Xbox Live has made the extra controller absolutely irrelevant to me. Um, one game and one franchise that I absolutely want or love from Microsoft, from Xbox, is uh, Blue Dragon. Mm. Okay, Ooh. that's one we never hear of. Yeah, I just talked no. about that in a video. Yeah, Blue Dragon. It's... It was probably my first RPG because remember we we didn't get um uh what what is not Dragon Age um Dragon Quest Dragon Quest on Xbox yeah. right so that was like our version of Dragon Quest the dude who did Dragon Quest mm-hmm. guys you know got this and it was such a great story and I thought they were gonna do a part two to it and I thought it was coming and I thought it was a huge success for me because that's when Microsoft had went to the East and was bringing back all these games and um. This one really stood out to me, and I still hold out hope. Like every E3 or every game announcement, that they actually, you know, pair back up with Miss Walker and get this game out. So, um, hopefully that game will come out. But best franchise has to be Halo. Secret Love is uh, Blue Dragon. That's a good pick. That's one we haven't heard yet for sure. We got Fable last week from Ryan Turford. I thought you were going to go the Fable route because I know how much you'd like Fable 2. Fable 2. Got to have a a bunch of uh, women. (laughs) Thank you. You know, everybody says like um, 3 was the best one. No. Or or 1 because no, 2. You were able to fornicate in such a manner that was you caught diseases. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not. There were so many cool mechanics in two. Yes. I mean, it put it a league above any of the other fables. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, uh, Fable Two is my least favorite, but I I, <laughs> I know we would do that. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> All He's right, not guys. Fornication. He's not that. <laughs> Oh, oh, listen, I, I got he around. He wants, he wants his characters pure. You right. don't want to sacrifice your married wife to the Dark Lord at midnight? Oh, Come yes. on, for the achievement? Come you on, that's that? good. <laughs> yeah, babe, why are we going in this cave? Oh, I got something set up here. Come on. Just follow me. Follow We're going me. on a date. Stand Come here. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to like this a lot, trust me. I sacrifice so many people. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Sheva Rooney in the chat says, STDs too, too real. Rooney. Facts. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this game is the best. So good. Oh, well, guys, uh, now that we're done with that, it's time for a segue. So have a seat. Uh, I'll grab some books and tell you this week's stories. 
So story number one is I hear Ethan vaping over there. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out. Okay. Uh, story number one, Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, and others have stopped their sales in Russia. As other major companies have done, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have announced the suspension of new sales in Russia. After Ukraine's deputy prime minister urged gaming companies to pull out of Russia, Microsoft has seemingly listened. Brad Smith, the president, states, We are announcing today that we will suspend all new sales of Microsoft products and services in Russia. In addition, we're coordinating closely and working in lockstep with the governments of the U.S., European Union, and U.K., and we are stopping many aspects of our business in Russia. Microsoft will also work with Ukrainian cybersecurity officials to protect the country from cyber attacks. The Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard join other gaming companies such as CD Projekt Red, Epic Games, Bloober Team, Sony, and more. So uh, I don't want to spend too long on this. It obviously is a, a very sensitive issue. Yeah. Um, but just from my perspective, I think this is the right call. Um, I think that the you the the unification we're seeing that everyone is making these steps um, to tell the leadership in Russia, hey, what you're doing is unacceptable, and I I don't view it as punishing the Russian people. Obviously, people are going to be impacted by this. Uh, I don't think Putin is the one logging on to Xbox Live and being like, I can't play right now. That was exactly yeah. Could yeah. you imagine? But. <laughs> <laughs> he's screaming get... kids on halo infinite while he's waging a war that's crazy oh, oh my lord God, his favorite game is call of duty oh my lord <laughs> he um... plays the no russian level on modern warfare 2 oh every my day. god <laughs> 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 oh my god we're going to hell god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay all right all right this is where that's what we're doing, huh? I, 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 I should have brought it up. I was like, yeah, no, no, I was like, it's a sensitive topic. How about no Russian? <laughs> no Russian. Yeah, yeah. God. Okay. Um, my bad. My bad. No, you're right. You're, listen, people make jokes to cope about serious situations. You have to. That's, you I have think to. It's, you know, what, we, we got to do what we're going. What I see with this more than anything, um, <laughs> Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard. Uh, yeah, just say Microsoft, Microsoft <laughs> and Activision. Yeah, we, 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 they have to say oh, that right now. now saying, while yeah, yeah. you know, the feds is watching and the, Activision, the Blizzard. Comma, yeah. right? <laughs> We're separate entities, yeah, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's absolutely the right call. Um, you, you know, you don't want to impact the people that absolutely probably don't have anything to do with that or, or their beliefs are in another uh, space. Um, but it's absolutely uh, the right call because uh, certain things of that nature uh, can't be tolerated. Um, I don't know. I, I have a different opinion of things. I believe that we uh, live in a civil society and um, acts of violence um, shouldn't be tolerated. And um mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just like that. We we should be diplomatic and we should have civil discord uh, to have conversations. So, um, yep, that's that's what should be. But you know, other people feel differently. Yeah, sure. it's it's definitely a sad situation all around because yeah. at the end of the day, the Russian people aren't the ones waging this war. Mm -mm. Uh, it's not their fault. I know some of them support Putin, but I, I'm not gonna you know wrap every russian person up into the same blanket it's just it, that's not fair to them right. um so it, it's sad uh but it has to be done 
because what is going on in Ukraine is is awful. We've seen the images today out of Mariupol. I don't know, you know, yeah. I'm not going to get into it, but they they started doing artillery fire on a, a maternity ward of all places. Absolutely not. And well, it's I'm, it's yeah. something, you know, and these things have been happening for the last two weeks, and they're going to continue to happen. So I'm glad to see Microsoft make this move. I'm glad to see them lead the charge in terms of major companies in the gaming sphere like the big dogs of actually going out and, and taking a stand on this issue i hope everyone else falls in line for this so uh, hopefully we see a trend in the the gaming community as a whole in boycotting russia and and putting that squeeze on the russian economy that we need to see yeah you know, I, mean, I know playstation announced uh last night and i think nintendo announced today that they are stopping sales uh so yep. they have they have followed suit so it's great to see unfortunate situation over there. I, I yep. just thought it would be disingenuous not to mention it because it's, it. uh, it's a yeah. very big thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's 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 move on. Get back to the the lighthearted stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, not a uh, not no Russian jokes. But um, oh man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, story number two. We're gonna talk about Halo Infinite's disappointing roadmap. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What yeah. are the positive well, stories, Kevin? You're downer, are you? <laughs> I, I go with the news as it gives the me. news. <laughs> uh, this comes from Joe Staten on Halo Waypoint, uh, and it's a long, long post, but I'm going to do a brief summary. Staten states they're currently working on three main things. Priority number one is addressing critical issues such as improving anti-cheat, player progression, etc. Priority number two is shipping season two on May 3rd. It was revealed season two will be called Lone Wolves, and the content that will come with that is new armor, playlist updates, balance changes, new maps, and modes. Uh, Specifically, we get one arena map called Catalyst and one big team battle map called Breaker, as well as a new mode called Last Spartan Standing, a free-for-all elimination mode, another new mode called Land Grab, and the return of King of the Hill. Uh, the bad news, however, comes in relation to campaign co-op, which will not be ready for season two launch day and is instead being pushed later into season two. 343 reaffirmed their commitment to getting four-player online campaign co-op and local two-player split screen working within the season two time frame. They also state Forge is still scheduled for season three. So King, I, I, I did listen to Iron Lords this week, so I kind of already, uh, you know, no, I kind of already know, but I, I do want to hear, you know, what are your thoughts on the roadmap? Well, it's called Lone Wolf for a reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> they told you in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's allowed, right? <laughs> King of the Hill is back, right? Last man standing. Hello. The whole <laughs> package is about a solo experience. Again, <laughs> I tell these dudes, they will get it when it's done. And they don't have any need to put it out any sooner. It it just doesn't make any sense. So they give you the new maps. They give you this stuff. Remember, free-to-play changes how the game is going to be uh, um, updated and, 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 and checked in the background. So everybody that they have working on this game new stuff pop up daily cheats cheating must be out out of this world guys on steam must be going absolutely nuts and (laughs) always blaming the pc community Um, (laughs) these playstation dudes with these dual sense um (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i don't know um i i think they they prioritize 
uh, certain things and they said, you know, we're going to work on these things as they work on the co-op. I think when co-op does come, it's going to probably be four player co-op. Uh, they're going to probably give you a nice surprise, uh, give you a, a, a nice um, campaign bonus to it. That co-op actually makes sense in this area uh, where you fight probably five of the bosses at one time. Um, something a little bit extra mm. um, and they're probably crafting it around that they know the disappointment uh, in a lot of people and you know I tell people campaign was great for me I'm cool I don't need you know yeah. Master Chief and the Chief X but at the <laughs> same time I understand people say you know well you know co-op is a staple you know do mm-hmm. and you know that should be there from launch well we're dealing with a pandemic right and People got to stop thinking that it's a small thing. It's not a small thing. If anyone has tried to travel recently, oh, oh, do me one better. Go buy a video card, right? Um, yeah. And you'll figure out a lot of things that this pandemic has actually affected. And it's it's not in the sense that it's very slight. Go pick up a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X in the store. You actually can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and this this is like almost what is it two years after release now that this yep. so we've we are in uncharted waters and we have to stop thinking that everything is normal just because we take our masks off mm-hmm. um people are still operating from home they're still not in the office shoulder to shoulder they still can't walk around and say hey tony remember those assets that i need here here's the zip drive put it in send it over to me so i can get it over to, to you know to you know to this area so yeah. oh sound design oh we didn't sync this up so it's a lot of moving parts and they just got this part right here pretty done and they're shipping it out how they can a lot of games have been released broken recently Damn. horizon zero dawn has had so many things going on with it i just saw gran turismo 7 the car was like flipping over crazy. <laughs> yeah, <I've seen> that. <laughs> like, you know and it's and it's little things that can actually turn into big things, but I don't think product testing is actually where it needs to be because they're dealing with all the stuff on the fly. So actually the game came out and they gave it to us in the state that it could. The Mm -hmm. multiplayer was a separate component, free to play, and people loved it. So again, when it's done, they'll get it. It's a 10-year project. That doesn't mean in 10 years you get co-op. It just means the evolution of the game is going to be that much more longer because really we haven't even started this generation. We're still playing old games on our new consoles. You know, yeah. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One games. We're still doing that. So when we get these games that are made for these consoles at this time and they really ramp it up i think then we'll start seeing games are completed a little bit better nintendo's in a different space Mm -hmm. uh you know they they work at their own pace and even breath of the wild 2 which should have probably been out a year and a half ago uh it's on a delay too but they just don't Mm -hmm. give you a date so you know these things happen so i can wait yeah ethan you wanna jump in? yeah um you know if anything, the last two years have taught me is to never judge a video game developer for delaying a game. I mean, it, it's I I actually appreciate it when video game developers delay a game because, like you said, King, co-op, people think co-op is an essential part of the Halo experience. If that comes out broken, 
God. Nobody's going to forgive them for right. that. That's that's something that has to be done right. And 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 if they want to delay it a few months, a year even, I don't care. As long as it comes out in a state where it's perfectly playable and I got no issues, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I won't judge them too much on the co-op stuff. Uh, what I will judge them on, though, is the amount of maps and game types that we've seen. I mean, this first season of Halo has just not been that fun. Abysmal. It's been abysmal. <laughs> I mean, they've recycled the 10 Rye event, what, eight times at this point? I'm sick and tired of 10 Rye events. I'm sick and tired of playing Fiesta. I haven't picked up Halo Infinite in almost a month now. Mm-hmm. which really surprised me because I thought this was going to be like my yearly every mm-hmm. night first person shooter that I was going to hop on and play 10 games and go to bed. That's what I really thought this was going to be. But, uh, you know, they, they just haven't been updating the content. Now, if this was a game that I paid $60 for and they were releasing DLC packs, I, I would understand this, but this is a free to play model. You have to offer a fan base more content when it comes to free to play models, or people are just going to leave and go to other games, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, I'm I'm sort of fine with not having a million maps, you know, to play on. But at the end of the day, the majority of the community uh, expects a lot more out of it, you know. Um, so I I don't know three four three. I understand this is their first foray into the free to play model, into the live service model. You know, they they might not have the most experience, uh, but hopefully uh, they get their acts together and and. This update looks cool. I'm not going to lie. Some of the game types on here look cool. Some of the maps I'm excited for, uh, but I'm just hoping that we see more content in the future and it starts to ramp up from here uh, yeah. because I don't want to have to wait six months for two maps every time because yeah. yeah. then I'm just going to be disengaged for three months until they start dropping new stuff. And that's not what they need. That's not what they want because they want people playing daily and they want people getting into that store and doing microtransactions so they can actually make money off of this game. That's another thing that I can't stand with that game. Um, the way the microtransaction work, uh, the the progression. Terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I got like the samurai suit that took me forever to get the samurai suit with stupid <laughs> missions, and I'm like, and then it became irrelevant after I got it because mm-hmm. you know, it, I don't know. It's they haven't learned from Bungie yet, you know, and they haven't learned from Diablo, so. Get uh Blizzard, get Blizzard over there to teach you how to do loot, and um, <laughs> because obviously when Bungie was there, you didn't learn anything. So hopefully, you know, uh, Diablo team can get over there and uh, teach you how to do some loot, give you some nice stuff, and I can actually get back to you know looking good over yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, I haven't touched Halo Infinite in over a month. Since I finished the Battle Pass. What reason do I have to play multiplayer at this point? Yep. Like, I, I got the majority of the samurai armor, and then a bunch of other games came out. So, like, personally, if you're if you're complaining about Halo, maybe y'all need to play some other games. So, like, is this your only game yeah. you're playing? Like, it's funny <laughs> you don't have to be playing Halo right now. But and it, it hurts me to what you said, Kevin. It hurts me to make the comparison between Call of Duty Vanguard or any Call of Duty release to Halo Infinite is when you play Call of Duty, there is no maxing out on yeah. stuff. You're mm-hmm. constantly progressing, whether it be weapon upgrades, weapon skins, whether it be your level, whether it be your battle pass rank. After every Call of Duty game, you got something to look forward to that you just unlocked and that you can use, whether change up your cosmetics or change up your weapons. Halo Infinite just doesn't have that. Yep. There's a point every day in Halo Infinite where if you play too much, you get nothing. There's nothing to be obtained from this game after mm-hmm. maybe five or six games in a day. You've done, all, you've done all the challenges. You've done all the dailies. It's over. 
They, there's there's no progression, you know. Yeah. And and with these first person shooters, you're expecting people to play this every single day for a couple hours. You know, you're gonna have to offer me more than just a couple ranks up in a battle pass. Listen, I'm glad they're still working on player progression because what I I sat here on this podcast months before release when they were outlining how the challenge system was going to work and I was like, "Great. That sounds awful and I know exactly how this is going to go." <laughs> people are going to ignore actually playing the game because they want to complete your stupid challenges. Exactly. And what do people yeah. do? They ignore the game to yep. complete your stupid challenges. And have I done it? Yeah, you best believe I've gone into big team battle. been like, where's the mangler? I got to get a mangler kill. <laughs> and use the mangler, and, and yeah. spend the, the entire time getting a mangler kill. Because uh, like, I got to finish the challenge. I got to progress. Yeah. It's the well, only way. It, I think they need to look over at Fortnite, honestly. Because, you know, um, I joked about it. I couldn't stand Fortnite until I had to play it with my son. Mm-hmm. And um, got heavily addicted to it. And they had like this Spider-Man uh, whole season pass yeah, to it yep. and uh you know he's swinging around on web shooters and you know you have the old guy with the young kid and he his play style is absolutely different but every match there was something that you got and there was always like a level up and it was always something different and during the week they dropped down different things to do like oh bonanza and everybody's using bows or something so it's um the level of changing it up so it doesn't get stale it just feels like halo is getting stale and it's mm-hmm. sitting on their hands not knowing or not having enough content i think they should have at least three to four studios working on different content to release monthly and you know another studio working on something to release weekly a little pop-up event that'll pop up and you'll do it because they had a whole concert inside Fortnite, you know, they and the licenses that yeah. they do have with uh Marvel, well, Disney, uh, they use all the Star Wars licenses, I uh, movie licenses, Sony licenses. So they, they really have to work on uh putting different skins, getting different things inside the game, and changing the way actually Halo because they was talking about all this customization stuff. Uh, right before it but then the customization seems so tedious and it seems like they're trying to gouge you when it comes to purchasing things in the store um it just doesn't feel fun mm-hmm. yeah right I, my my big disappointment is campaign co-op because i i want to play through with my friends on Absolutely. legendary yeah. but like that's gonna be is it gonna be there in whenever like f- three months uh maybe not for the launch of season two but like a month or two after if it what's really the difference? Like I'm already yeah. waiting for it. I don't have it now. Right. So I, I don't know. Like when they announced it at launch that it wasn't going to be there, I was bummed. And then I played the campaign. I was like, I love this campaign. This is, the, <laughs> this is my second yeah. favorite Halo campaign. I was like, can't wait to play with this with my friends. And now it's like, I got other games. I will find the time to, you know, wait for campaign co-op. It's not, yeah. it's not a super big deal. They, to me. they have to give you a storyline with it when they drop it to actually pull all the people back in that actually finished the story. And they have to do it in a manner that makes sense that you have co-op that you need help. You need Spartans. Yeah. It has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Now I, I have an interesting idea that I want to present to you guys. You know, we, over the years we've criticized the model of call of duty and how they've drawn in studios to be support studios for yeah. call of duty and stuff like that. Do you think Xbox could potentially benefit from maybe outsourcing some of the development of 
a continuous live service Halo game to some of their studios. Not necessarily completely take them over and make them just Halo support studios, but do you think we could be like, hey, could you guys make a couple maps for us and, and yeah. stuff like that? Because we have 30-something studios now on the Xbox side. We could use some of those resources to continuously update Halo and bring us a crap load of content. Do you think that might benefit you know, the, the Halo ecosystem? I think that's the idea. Yeah. I think, um, like like I said, I, I don't think they had enough studios. You know, you need at least three studios in rotation <clears throat> for an online service game. Right. How many um, employees does Bungie have that they keep Halo? I mean, um, wow. <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Halo. They keep Destiny uh, as fresh as it is in spots because it does have downtimes, right? Yeah. So you have to look at um, how they can keep uh, a lot of their interest inside the game. What mm -hmm. I've noticed is when they went to Activision, Activision forced them to change their model and how they was doing DLC. Mm -hmm. And they made the DLC smaller, but they came out at a frequent pace. Right. And that actually pushed interest because normally what Bungie would do is uh, two points in a year, they would drop DLC, what, September and probably earlier on in the year, like January. Right. And during that whole period of time, there's a downtime. After the, the first initial two weeks, there's a downtime. See you in September. Well, Activision forced them to release at a higher cadence, and that means they had to get more employees. And in doing so, a lot of support studios was helping. Microsoft needs to take a look at what Activision were doing that made Bungie still relevant with destiny 2 mm -hmm. so i think mm -hmm. that's an absolute idea great idea that you come up with yeah i think i heard ty guy travis talking about how uh 343 is kind of learning the lessons that did uh bungie learned with destiny one like yeah. you, you the season's too long and that's really if the season wasn't this long and uh, then i don't think people would be complaining nearly as much right. as they are um if you get smaller bursts of content like you were saying I, I I think three four three will figure it out. Uh, the season is undoubtedly way too long, and they're upsetting yeah. people. And then when they add on, you know, things that people want that aren't coming in the time they want it, they get more upset. But like, you just have to accept things at a certain point. Like you come, you yelling and sending death threats to, to develop developers. Oh isn't, God, isn't yeah. gonna, isn't going to get you campaign no. co op faster. It's, <laughs> people Absolutely just, ridiculous. People just no. overreact, and like you're not. First of all, 99% of the people doing this, like, you can't make a video game. Why are you, why are you, why are you coming at devs? I can't. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a sense of entitlement, and the internet makes it easy for you to uh, yep. show your anus, which they use as <laughs> mouth and your fingers, yeah. uh, on the face. Uh, so I, I tend to, um, and, and, it, and it sucks because usually those people get, are highlighted Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and they are the the vocal minority, um, not the majority, because the majority right. of us are, you know, level headed uh, working individuals that have common sense and understand patience because we were taught that uh, these other ones aren't. <laughs> now, yeah. Please excuse our warts. <laughs> Facts. It's kind of just how live service go, though, right? Like, uh, like if you looked at Destiny 2's player count before the Witch Queen dropped, 
And then after the wait, like content will drive people back to it. So everyone, like even we discussed it, like is, are the player numbers worrying? Like, no, not really. Like this always happens. The hardcore, the hardcore is going to keep playing and the other people will come back when there's a reason to come back. That's what I'm waiting for. Right. Right. I mean, give me a reason to come back. I'll come back. Like the game's great. I love, I love Halo Infinite, but I got there. Yeah. So much stuff. Yeah. Any, uh, anything else on, on that before we move on boys? I'm good. Mm. All right. Story number three, uh, is perfect. Dark going to be revealed at E3. Uh, this comes from Jordan Midler at video game Chronicle who cites Jeff Grubb on the Xbox era podcast, who will be celebrating their 100th episode with Phil Spencer. Uh, just shouting that out. Uh, go check that out. Um, in relation to a viewer question about what Xbox will show E3, um, Jeff Grubb stated, quote, Perfect Dark could come out in 2023, could easily come out 2024, but I think we get avowed Perfect Dark, and at some point uh, they've had close to five full years of development. They definitely need to spend time showing Starfield. Uh, they will probably spend a lot of time on Redfall and Forza Motorsport 8. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everyone could have guessed that. Um, I don't think we see Perfect Dark. Um, no, no. Um, I think he's off on that. Uh, you know, maybe they have a developer talk uh, with, with no gameplay, with no footage. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I think we're going to see, um, like you said, more Forza. That, well, they have to put Forza out, actually. Uh, well, show Forza uh, 8. Um, they have to show a little bit of a valve. Um, a lot of the immediate games that are in the immediate future, those games will be showed because I don't think they're going to stretch too far out on their roadmap. Uh, I, I think Perfect Dog has to be hit just right. You know, it's um, yeah, it's too much weighing on that one particular game for some weird reason. Um, that they have to hit that one out of the park. So I think that one is probably 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 late 2023, it, and we notice now that Microsoft Cadence, which, which I really don't like, is towards the end of the year and in uh, in high releases as you know high profile games. Uh, I think the studios need to release uh, in quarters. And I think that's ideal for Game Pass, for Game Pass to actually uh, grow its numbers. Because if you're waiting for the seasons in the end, you're losing out on what Nintendo found out is the whole um, income tax check money. Uh, And they're dealing with it in that space because right now Elden Ring is really hitting because people had some extra cash right now. Right. So, you know, you got the income tax. You're like, what? I'm going to pick up a a game right now. (laughs) You know, I got I got a hundred dollars. Right. So (laughs) that that usually happens like right now and just during this period of time. So and I was off because I thought Sony wouldn't release Horizon and Gran Turismo in the same space. Mm-hmm. But what Nintendo showed you was uh, in March, in February and March, you can launch consoles and games of high caliber and they actually sell. And that's because there goes that income tax boost in that space is a huge spending space there. Sometimes it's usually a downtime. Kids are home. You're spending. You're going on trips. You're not really home. And then from September on, you have that space. I think Microsoft needs to change their September schedule on 
and try to really get some of the early years. So no, I don't see perfect dark there. Um, I see um, probably um, some more talk about Dragon Age, but they must yeah. talk more and show Starfield. Mm-hmm. I think yes. the huge thing at E3 or whatever, because there's no E3, yeah. um, whatever it's going to become, it's it has to be shown. We have to know what it's about. We have to see some actual gameplay of it. I don't want to see no more CGI impressions of the thing. I want a little bit more concrete yep. information of the game because it's going to be released uh, this year, hopefully, mm-hmm. and we know nothing. Yeah. If there's supposed to be Game of Year contender and you know nothing of it, we know what uh, God of War Ragnarok is going to be. I mean, even if it's using yeah. old assets, I don't care. You know, it's a continuation of a story. Um, we knew what Horizon was going to be. So um, it's this game needs to start letting people know what it is to build anticipation. Yeah, we're going to have Redfall. I think Redfall is going to be in it. I think Deathloop is going to release mm-hmm. with an extra board or extra something inside Game Pass because, remember, it was a time exclusive. So you're going to see the Xbox version of Deathloop yeah. actually there because mm-hmm. that's going to be released, released in Game Pass. So, yeah, I think, think Deathloop. And a couple of those other games that were shown in the indie um, buildup that hasn't been released yet. Yep, I think that's a. I forgot about Deathloop. I think that's a good shout because Deathloop is uh, September that, yeah. that Game Pass will be dropping right, in there. Right. So a little more content for the Xbox people would be great to entice people. Even if you played it already on PlayStation, pick it up in Game Pass. Try out the new content. It's going to drive subscriptions for sure. But uh, I don't. I don't care if we see perfect dark i think um i'm not i'm more of like show me when it's close to release yeah i really i really don't like being shown trailers and then being told like it's two years away outer worlds too wolverine more than wolverine (laughs) yeah star wars eclipse 2027 apparently goodness get out of here i just don't I like the approach I think that they're going to take with Starfield, which is we're going to show you everything like four months before release, like or, or whatever, or they'll showcase, yeah. drop it all there. They said do the same thing with Fallout 4. So like everyone's yeah. freaking out. Like we haven't seen anything about Starfield yet. I'm not worried at all. Like that gives me more confidence. They're, they're dropping the, this little stuff, get you excited for the actual reveal. So Starfield, Redfall, I don't know. I'm getting that's supposed to come out in the summer. I'm a little worried about uh Redfall uh these days because I'm like, how yeah. much longer until we actually see something about that game if it's summer? Because yeah. I don't know, you're gonna, I think, I think that might get pushed into the fall, um, right. which could be depending on where it lands. Maybe September, maybe September would be or October, but that they'd have three releases in a row then Deathloop, Redfall. We'll see, we'll see, but um. I think we see a lot of the smaller projects from uh, Xbox that they work on. Like Obsidian has that project. Um, oh, the, the detective one, like Disco Elysium, that project that was apparently oh, in development. Yeah. That's supposed to come out yeah. this year, according to uh, Jez Corden. So uh, they have grounded to fully launch. So I think yep. they have stuff. Um, they probably I'm sure Sea of Thieves will be there yeah. doing an update. I, Listen, if we're if we're talking about games that have been in development for a while that we want to see Everwild, <laughs> I want to see yeah, Everwild because that game looked gorgeous and now it's just like gone. Yeah, yeah. Limbo, 
Limbo? Absolutely Limbo. Like, yeah. no, I mean, that, oh, that I game, game actually went into Limbo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, that was the one they were talking about the most. And then all of a sudden, off the radar. Gone. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a strange thing, Ethan. What do you what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't think they need perfect dark for this E3. I think no. there's enough to fill a whole show, and you and we have to say Starfield's gonna be the main event, like King said. I mean, it's Starfield has to be front and center. This is oh, and Senua Saga too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Like there's there's enough there that they're gonna fill in an entire E3 show, and they're gonna steal the show again like they did last year. It's going to be ridiculous. Perfect Dark could easily be saved for 2023, so I, I don't know if we're going to see anything. At, at most, we might see a tiny little teaser or something with the logo or something like that. It's, um, yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah, it's not necessary. Starfield's going to be front and center. And uh, like you were saying, Kevin, I mean, I think we're just going to see a lot of the smaller projects that Xbox is working on. And uh, yeah, I, I Avowed is definitely something that I want to see more of. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with that being a large portion of the show as well, because that is probably one of my most hyped games of this year is about. I want to see a lot more about that. Absolutely love Obsidian, one of my favorite development studios, mm-hmm. and then making this RPG. I mean, I'm, I'm just super hyped for it. So I'm ready for that. But at least that's supposed to come out next year as next opposed year, to Perfect yeah. Dark, which is two years away still. Yeah, exactly. So, that you know, it, with each E3 show, they got to really hammer down what they're doing this year, promote it, and then kind of, you know, tease people on what's coming on next year. So Avowed would be definitely primed to have a, a good spot at this E3. Then they have uh, more um, Outer World uh, DLC that was supposed to drop. Uh, Did they? I believe that we had, when we had them on the show, I think they had another um, DLC that was supposed to drop or something like that. That would be awesome. That would be crazy. I've played both DLCs that they've released so far, and they were absolute bangers. They were really fun. So, Really good stuff. I love the the dialogue trees. Um, How they do it. Classic Obsidian. Yes. And, um, you know, they they lend that over to a couple of guys. I love the, the sharing of technology. In between mm-hmm. the, the 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 development houses that are there, and mm-hmm. and just because you know, like Obsidian has Obsidian, they have uh, subsets, and yeah. they're working on different games there. You know, so I'm, I, we're gonna get some surprises this year. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get a lot more surprises than we've done in the past because um, a lot of these companies have learned to be tight lipped um, when it comes to E3. So yeah. um, a lot of things has. Uh, actually been kept quiet because I, I had one guy that was in my dms he stopped being in my dms now because i explained to him how business actually works right <laughs> yeah, um exactly. these huge fortune you know 500 companies cannot do deals and keep it quiet it's like you, you think they did the deal and they surprised us at e3 that's not how business works right usually if the business is um almost concluded uh, we'll know right when it goes live because uh, they're publicly traded, right? Mm-hmm. So these companies need to let their shareholders know what's going on. And you can look at the trends and yep. they have to make the announcement. So usually if you see something right there that day, all you have to do is go to the news line. But being that you're not in that or you're not trading, you won't know. I knew when certain things were being purchased and who they were purchasing. And when they was putting names up, that stuff was already told in the morning. Right, mm-hmm. but they, they don't follow that news. So uh, I kind of 
bust his bubble. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, it's incredible how much gaming news you can get from sources like CNBC and very Fox easy. Business, Bloomberg, and Marketplace, Bloomberg, and yeah. Bloomberg. It's <laughs> yeah. insane because, like King David was saying, money talks in the business world, and and if you want investors and you want new investment, you got to make it known what your roadmap is. You got to promote your product, and yeah. these guys are not shy about promoting their product to investors. So absolutely, like I knew about sources. the Blizzard thing because I deal in print media, so I knew yeah. about the Blizzard thing that night. I knew about Activision that night, and um. I took pictures and I was sending it because it just fresh off the presses. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm taking pictures and yeah. I'm sending it to people <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. Like, no, you're not going to believe this. This is absolutely nuts. Crazy. And um, now, you know, people are always looking for, oh, so what's the next studio? So-and-so is mm-hmm. going to buy or what's the next studio? Um, You should actually worry about what's the new games. Yeah. are coming out because there's enough studios that are releasing these games and we should see a ton of games that was held back from last year that got delayed from last year that couldn't be announced last year that's going to be announced this year i think this i think this june is going to be a huge june for for the industry as a whole yeah uh you know nintendo as a whole because we didn't see that kirby thing coming i didn't see the kirby thing coming no and it looks no. absolutely amazing it looks like one of the best kirby games uh that's gonna you know drop soon so hopefully we can get a banjo kazooie you know kevin's language <laughs> yeah i'm down with that i have yeah that too like oh um, you know that i, I want a new <laughs> conquer's quest I, I i mean you know um i uh, you know back for a day um, I, I want these things to happen and they have the studios now that they can say, you know, look at the IPs on the wall and uh, how about your take on this? What What is your, you know, your take on this game and how would that work with you? Um, that's what I want. I want new announcements. We already seen certain stuff that we want gameplay for that, but the new announcements mm-hmm. coming forward. I want new announcement of old IPs. Mm-hmm. I want to right, um, right. bring back some old IPs go back into what we thought was uh, dead and gone and actually work on these, you know, because to see Alan Wake uh, go multi-plat now kind of stings a little bit for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Wake's so good. People people don't understand like how good Alan Wake is. And like, I think, I think they woke up when they played the remaster came out this year, but like, it's always been good. Like people were sleeping on that game, and now they're like, "Oh, we're all gonna get to play it," which is fine. I don't care if everyone gets to play it, but like, I'm glad. I it's- <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, listen, if it's in Game Pass and everybody else that you know, yeah, you can purchase it for seventy bucks. I don't care, you know. Get in Game Pass if you want to get down, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like that. No, no, seventy dollars. No, no, I don't. No, I don't like that seventy dollars. Nobody likes that. Yeah, let's not. Let's not do that. Oh, well, yeah. if it's over there, it could be. That's how they do it, right? <laughs> yeah, three dollars over there. <laughs> over here, you know, we got the ten dollar rebate tax. Uh, <laughs> let's bring that rebate back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. I would love them to start bringing back franchises. Banjo Kazooie obviously is one that I, I, I made a whole video for our channel, the history of Banjo, and like pleaded at the end to bring. Back. Yeah. So yeah. I banjo is, is something I love. I want 
once the deals close, a new Crash Bandicoot, new spot. Like, I want all these mascots, the platformers. I just want mascot platformers. That's all I want. Bring it back, right? Sly Cooper over on PlayStation. You you're making me mad, Sony. Where's my Sly Cooper? Did Uh, did you um play uh um Lucky Sale? Yes, I have. I I did play Lucky's new Lucky Sale. Did did you play it first inside VR first? No, I've never played VR. No, I don't have a VR. I play. I just play oh, on, on the new Super Lucky's Tale on Game Pass when I got my Series X. Okay, so I played it first in VR, right? That's where I was first introduced to it, and I just really didn't know how they was gonna bring it over because it was absolutely amazing. I was just I'm a super VR head back mm-hmm. you know, when it first started. Um, now Cog has just taken that once on <laughs> Facebook to the next level. Um, but then when it came over to Xbox. With the new Super Lucky Sale, and my my son looked over like you're playing that, I'm like yeah, like yeah. what I'm supposed to be playing Guns and Blood uh, Blood all day? No, I, I actually love this. This is what I grew up on platformers, and then I introduced him to Banjo Kazooie. Mm-hmm. He was upstairs, you know, the one that you can make the cars. Yeah, nuts and bolts. Yeah, nuts and bolts. Yeah, yo, literally. For like two, three months, that 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 look, 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 look what I made, look what I made, look what I made. That's so a beautiful thing. He loves that game. He wants it back. I want it back too. Yeah. I don't even. I'm not even a nuts and bolts fan because I don't like the redesigns and like the change from the yeah. actual like. But first of all, nuts and bolts kind of ahead of its time with the whole like making stuff that would become popular among the the yeah. younger demographics. But yeah platformers i love i play platformers all the time like that's my second favorite behind jrpgs i think if i could just play those for the rest of my life i'd probably be a happy (laughs) gamer i don't i don't care about other genres give me cute little animals and i can make i can jump up like that's all i need that's all i need man uh so yeah i'm down with that new super lucky style i really like so that's that's dope um but yeah microsoft banjo kazooie make it happen please let's do it me and Boom are yelling at you crazy. constantly for this. <laughs> That'd be crazy this year if that happens. Well, we'll find It's incredible because it could happen. I mean, we're living yeah. in an amazing age of gaming, and we all really need to appreciate it, I think. This is an absolutely incredible time to be a gamer and be a part of this community. So well, for sure, anything could happen. For sure. All right, guys, we'll move on to the last story of the day. Uh, And this one's going to be a little uh, silly. Uh, (laughs) Game devs have attacked uh, Elden Ring. So this comes from PlayStation Lifestyle. I know, I know, Mm. Xbox show. But uh, multiple Ubisoft and PlayStation Studio developers have publicly criticized Elden Ring's performance, user experience, and quest design. Starting with Ahmed Salama, Ubisoft's user experience director, who complained that Elden Ring's Metascore of 97 is, quote, Proof reviewers don't give a flaming poop about game user experience. Uh, Rebecca Fernandez O'Shea, the graphics programmer at Nixus, added reviewers didn't care about the game's PC graphics, stability, or performance. And Horizon Forbidden West senior quest designer, um, I I don't have his name here, uh, criticized the game's quest design. So... King, what do you? Did you see this going down on Twitter? I did yeah, not. Yeah. I didn't see this go down at all. So this was like I got. I got sent it, and I was like, "What is? What is happening here?" I, I saw it. Um. Okay. So a couple of a couple of them. I, I can hear the salt just uh, glistening, just yeah. just caking <laughs> up on them and falling off. The horizon dude is like 
basically what he was yelling at, why you put that game out next to my game yeah <laughs> it cannibalized sure. my sales um that guy you know uh, our mission structure is crazy it's better than yours you just <sighs> tell people to do whatever and it worked for you um yeah that's when you have a highly anticipated game from 2019 right um okay so it actually released and it actually lived up to expectations um far exceeding people expectations of the game um how about work on your broken game i don't think devs should ever criticize devs like i don't ever think um podcasters and youtubers should ever criticize podcasters and youtubers i mean in public form you know you that's something that you do in the background you know you talk um like you know plenty of times i you know i'll pull somebody coat like yo dude that like like that topic was crazy and you, you shouldn't have did that or you shouldn't have said this or whatever but that's in the background right mm-hmm. that's not in the public right um i i don't think that if we are in the same profession that i should have a public uh word on how a game performs, especially if this game is doing well because now yeah. it looks like you're clout chasing. Now it mm-hmm. looks like you're right. you know throwing rocks at the throne. Sounds like you're bitter. Um, as far as Nixus, which is my heart, I love that Tony <laughs> purchased them um, because that means all of your games will be on PC at some point in time. And yeah. she actually cares about performance. Um, <laughs> she was upset with the PC performance. Um, maybe during the pandemic. Uh, you can get uh, dev kits with these video cards because didn't AMD just release the six series mm-hmm. now, actually, two years later, right? Um, these mm-hmm. next gen consoles were released two years almost two years ago, and now the six is you know releasing. So, again, that sounds like sour grapes. Uh, it sounds like it shouldn't have been said, and it, maybe those things were taken out of context, but they shouldn't have been released. And I don't think that should happen. Um, they should just issue public apologies. I didn't mean it to come off like that. The game is great. Uh, mm-hmm. The mission structure, I would have... Uh, don't say anything. It's a great game. Salute. Hats off. Keep winning. Because when you're winning, you want somebody to do the same to you. Hats off. Win. You know, so, I don't know. Sour grapes to me. Eh. Yeah. You want to yeah. jump in there, Ethan? Yeah, it... it... You know, I, I don't think there's any reason to be talking about another game's development unless it's constructive. You yeah. know, it, it, it just like like you were saying, King, it, this is something I understand professionals criticizing other professionals in their own industry saying, hey, that's not how we do business. That's not a good way of doing things. But you shouldn't just go on Twitter and start blasting people. You know, yeah, if, really. if you really have a legitimate concern, contact people personally and say, hey, I got some ideas I could help you guys out. You know, we're all part of one community. We're all part of the same profession. You know, we, we should be helping each other out and we should be promoting each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So and and yeah, this did come off as salt. And I, I don't know how these guys didn't see how this would come off as anything else other than salt. Um, and, and and also this this is also kind of sad, too, because it makes it look like they're talking down to the community to the gamers, yeah. to the to the video game journalists who are reviewing this, because a lot of people really, really love Elden Ring, me included. Uh, and so when I see people in, in these other development studios criticizing it and trying to nitpick at it, it, it's kind of insulting. It's like, it's not that I don't care about your part in this. I understand there's some flaws in Elden Ring because of this, but the game itself is incredible, and we love it. 
and 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 it's special to us. So why are you, you know, nitpicking this, nitpicking that? It, it's just not constructive and it's not necessary. Um, I, I'm sure if they could go back, they they wouldn't have made these tweets. You know, it's just kind of ridiculous. And and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think they were a little upset about how successful Elden Ring was. You know, they they might have been jealous. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just unfortunate. I I don't think it needed to be aired out in public like this. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is are they allowed to feel this way? Absolutely. Yeah, they, they might say whatever they want. Yeah, they might whatever. they might feel that they have valid criticisms too. I'm sure other people might feel they have valid criticisms, but right. to go on Twitter and publicly blast your peers is is a whole different thing. Like maybe the user experience director uh, could call up the user experience director over at uh, FromSoft and be like, "Why did you guys?" decide to make your interface like this uh and then maybe the guy from uh, ubisoft can be like why isn't there a bunch of icons that telling you where to go and all this other <laughs> like why did you do your quest log the way you you did or you didn't do it in this instance yeah. because there isn't a quest log like have those discussions behind the scenes and yep. see if that'll work for the game that you want to build every game can be different uh, if players resonate with this game, it doesn't mean you have to do it in your next game. Maybe yeah. there's something to learn there, though, if you have those conversations. <laughs> exactly. And then but... also to, to call out video game journalists saying they don't give a, a poop about, <laughs> you know, yeah. about you. Like, there's no need for that. You need to understand that video game reviewers are not always going to agree with you. That's the nature of reviewing. You know, mm-hmm. developers are never going to agree with reviewers. It's the same thing with restaurant reviewers. It's the same thing with hotel yep. reviewers or any other sort of reviewers out there in this world. There's always a conflict between the people that make the product and the people that review the product. So, but, but it is a symbiotic relationship at the end of the day. So why would you go out and call out with malice those other people? Uh, you have you know to understand. It it's, yeah. it's hating the favorite kid. You know yeah. that that's basically it. Because I mean, let's 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 call a spade a spade. From software is really can't do any wrong mm-hmm. uh, type of uh, developer, yeah. right? Yeah. And they've really went against all convention at all times. Yeah. But what they did listen to was their community, because they did not care about what any critic was saying. But right. they listened to the community, and when they did listen to the community, and in every instance, and I've noticed it from the beginning. They've listened to the community. They have iterated on their games in that same manner mm-hmm. and gave them everything that they've asked for. And this is the culmination of that. That's why that 97 Metacritic is there. And what these people fail to realize is the people that were reviewing the games, the majority of them, if they weren't fans, they wanted to know why somebody mm-hmm. liked it. And then when they got to review it, they were like, oh, this is absolutely amazing. They made it a little bit easier. This is a little bit different. The exploration to it, it took me back to 16-bit games where exploration meant something, right? Mm -hmm. Where you turned a corner, you didn't know, oh, wow, what's over here? Um, The curiosity factor, it brought the kid back in a lot of people. So if your game doesn't do this, Right. Or oh, if you felt up, you, you felt that the stability of it, well, why? Because uh, a 3080 couldn't run it uh, with all effects on, dial it back a little bit, boo boo. 
right? Um, <laughs> that's, that's that's how I feel, right? So that's how, and just because it, it was a woman that said that. No, um, I'm just saying, dial it back, right? That's what I've done. I took yep. the scales on my PC, and if it's not running right, I dial it back. Biometric fog bring it back down some, you know, uh, uh, low distance, bring it back down some. A lot of times you can't run everything at max settings. Uh, our uh, consoles don't run at max settings. So mm -hmm. uh, stability issues there, that's that's a, a weird one for me. Right. To criticize the, you know, the intelligence of the people that's reviewing the game or that's purchased the game, um, that's a no-no mm -hmm. because then you're going to be looked at in a manner later on when it comes to your game. I know the salt with Horizon is, this was our time. You know, Zelda's not here now. You know, um, this was it. This was our moment, and you just came and stomped all over our moment. Yeah. Sucks. You're Metroid. That's it. You, yeah. you, you eat outside. You don't eat inside <laughs> the house. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, I think it's crazy, too, that these people made these statements. Like, did they even read any of the reviews on this game? I mean, I you it. read some of these reviews and you see the passion of the people reviewing them and how excited they are for this game. Like, I always go back to Tamar Hussein of GameSpot. He's always on Kind of Funny. He's a huge Souls fan. And, you know, the absolute passion that came through in his article. Like, don't tell these reviewers that they don't know what they're doing. These people live, breathe, and die these video games. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's, yep. there, you don't need to come out and try and personally insult them because your game didn't do as good as this game. It's it's absolutely uh, crazy to me. But you know, uh, hopefully they regret their decision. <laughs> That's well, all I gotta say. They they made their Twitter private, and I, I just on the yeah. <laughs> I mean, just because I assumed the the vitriol that was going at them. They the Elden destroyed, the Elden Ring subreddit started making memes about if if Ubisoft made Elden Ring and uh, oh my god, they're, they're good memes over there. The but like, be crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pictures were funny. Someone made today if uh, if Polyphony Digital made uh, Elden Ring and it had oh. like a had a red a car in in the world. <laughs> Fifty dollars, oh, fifty dollars for a glove. But yeah, I, th I, I think <laughs> I think criticizing reviewers is 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 also like it's just dumb. Especially it's cringe. Like, it's it, cringe. I, it's the same reaction I have when people are like reviewers uh, only give good scores to keep their access or like they're paid to give review. And I'm like, no, being uh, in the people. Well, but like reviewers, yeah. I know, like yeah. <laughs> reviewers, I know don't do that. So like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I will always give the reviewers the benefit of the doubt because the ones I've talked to, like like Travis and Ains, or like they're very... Yeah, you're talking good, about like, the really good guys yeah. that actually yeah. give uh, real honest reviews. But I've, I've heard some horror stories of people uh, reviewing oh, yeah. uh, certain things and they don't receive a copy of that uh, next mm -hmm. big blockbuster from... Uh, the S on his oh, chest. Uh, that happened company. with the yeah. that happened with the the Horizon guy. He didn't yeah. get a Gran Turismo. Oh uh, man, copy. It's disrespectful! Yeah. How did he, that happen? He gave Horizon a six or something. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we need some regulation. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't stop the review. Like he, they're just gonna go buy a copy and do a review. Like, the, yeah, yeah. The review yeah. is still <laughs> the review is still gonna come out. Like it's coming. I'm still blasting you. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> get this work. 
<laughs> Gran yeah. Turismo got a four. <laughs> and let me tell you why, Jim. Like what? <laughs> I emailed you and you didn't answer, Jim. <laughs> I got the DMs, buddy. <laughs> That's just as you left me all red. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's all we got for the show today, guys. Um, King, thank you so much for for coming by. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. I, I hope you had a good time. You you are welcome back here anytime you want. Absolutely. Um, this was great. Um, can mm -hmm. you let people know for some reason if they don't know where to find you? <laughs> oh, trust me, they don't know. I don't have millions of followers at all. Oh, <laughs> so hey, guys, uh, <laughs> please follow me. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> King W King David OTW on Xbox. Um Xbox 360 Lover 01 on PlayStation platforms. Um <laughs> oh <laughs> all right. No, yeah, it is real. You're in hostile territory there. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see me, I have the little monkey icon because I love Ape, Ape Escape. That's that's one of my Hell favorite yeah. games. They need to bring that game back. <laughs> oh, that got me. <laughs> that's, that's what made the dual shock dope. <laughs> um <laughs> Iron Lords podcast Sundays at 1 p.m. during um non-football season during football season is 11 a.m. Don't worry about it. Eastern mm -hmm. Standard Time. Fridays, DCX, that's Dolph Castle X at 9 p.m. where I'm sitting down with a couple of thousandaires. Some might be millionaires and they're just hiding their money. Uh <laughs> but we talk about all these wonderful statues that uh yeah. That cost a pretty penny. And oh, yeah. uh, we talk about the new stuff coming out. Um, we talk about a whole bunch of things. I have new shows and stuff going. Uh, go to lordsofgaming.net. That's the website. We're going to PAX East. And that's nice. where we actually uh, report on all the news. So a lot of dudes wait for news to hit them. No, we actually go out and get the news, and we will be giving you every new game that is on that floor. I usually do at least by the time I'm finished with packs, 50 uploads, uh, at least 20, 30 interviews. Um, we really work very hard to give y'all all the new information. It's awesome. And all the recent stuff. So check us uh out. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you haven't listened to Iron Lords podcast, I don't know what you're doing. Genuinely one of the best gaming podcasts out there. I listen Facts. every every Facts. single week. Yeah. I have for a long time. Gets me through my Mondays. Uh because sun is like five hours. Yeah, exactly. Gets me through my Monday work day. The whole work day. The whole work day. That's right. You know, weekends are girlfriend time, so I can't always catch it live, but uh, I was lucky enough to be on it, and that's still one of uh, one of the highlights of of doing this whole thing. I had so, a great time. That's yeah. why when you reached out, I was like, "The muffin man reached out to me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still, yeah, I still can't believe it, but that was uh, that was fantastic. So, everyone, please go over to Iron Lords, uh, LordsofGaming.net. Everything, it's it, fantastic. So, Ethan, where can they find you? They can find me at White Cedar One on Twitter and Gravy Three Four Four Eight on Xbox. Dope. And you can find me at the Muffin Mon. It's a one and seven I and an O instead of an A. Follow us at Project X Talk on Twitter. Stay up to date with all our latest. Uh, if you haven't, please like, share, subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 1,000 subscribers. Uh, want it by the end of the year. So if you guys can help us, we appreciate it. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you. Goodbye, guys. Peace.